just outside the perimeter and just a little more outside the perimeter of Atlanta, Georgia, where playing Memphis is always contentious. Okay, that's not funny, but it's a quality pun. That's like, and it's accurate. It's accurate. It's it's definitely accurate. 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 And uh, we we've spent all weekend way the hell outside the perimeter. So uh, that was a uh, very fitting intro, Glenn. It is the Five Takes podcast, and we are back. We're back. <sighs> like uh, like Messi upsetting fans by not playing. So he barely played in the Saudi Arabia match where Ronaldo. Did not play either, so that was kind of a bust. He came on for like the last seven minutes, um, you know, and and featured just to fill some contractual obligation that they had. But then they uh, they jetted over to, you know, hop, skip, and jumping away to Hong Kong on their preseason tour, and he did not play at all there. And um, the government has now gotten involved in Hong Kong over this uh, chance of where is Messi? Uh, and boos were ringing out around the stadium. Miami is in a weird spot here. They've got a lot of work to do, I think, to capitalize on this moment and, you know, set themselves up for life after Messi because that's coming. What, has he got a season? Season and a half He's done a three-year deal, so we're in year okay. two. We're in year two of it. Right. And, and you know, Gressel came out in one of the pressers, I think, where, where he didn't start with the all-halal debacle, where not only right. did he not start, uh, they six lost 6-0 and uh, said that that Oof. he had a knock. It was preseason. They weren't taking any chances. Which, I get it. You know, it, it's the right call. Team. But mm-hmm. I, I think when you look at this idea of a preseason tour, the way that they're doing it, it really kind of defeats the whole purpose of – the preseason, because the preseason is supposed to be into about integrating your squad, you know, figuring out who works well together. You know, there's always player turnover, things like that. And yeah, there is absolutely big time injury risk. So to obligate yourself as a squad contractually to showcase your best player, your draw, and everybody apparently except for us in the United States is reason for soccer living these days. And he can't go? Like, how do you answer for that? Like, people are very legitimately going to be upset if they're paying top-tier pricing for no guarantee of a messy sighting. And mm. interesting because our match against uh, – our home match against Inter-Miami last season was a really funky microcosm of that because I think most of us knew, given the circumstances and how much play he had been through before, that it was very, very unlikely we were going to get a messy sighting at the Benz. Mm. Um, mm. They never came out and said no. And there were certainly plenty of other stories of interest to draw Atlanta United supporters to that building with the return of Tata Martinez and the return of Joseph Martinez to the Benz. But we didn't see Messi and the whole internet in Atlanta blew up that Messi didn't show up. So forget you've got two club legends coming back to the club for the first, you know, for the first time in different kits that aren't national teams and friendly features. Right. So that all goes out the window. Because one, you know, very famous Argentinian was uh, ordering pizza on Insta the night before in Miami. So are they going to be ready for the regular season? Because like you were saying, the point of the preseason is what Atlanta is doing. And we've seen rust and we've seen things that need to improve. But we are, our goal is to work on that stuff. Miami's goal is promotion. And not from relegation spots. We're not talking right, about type right. of promotion. Yeah. 
it's all about a media blitz. The, I don't know if the work is really being done that needs to be done because they're too busy jet setting around and, and showcasing the fab four as it were, you know, um, you're going, are they going to, where are they going to fall? Like, is this, I mean, look, we, I think we would do ourselves a disservice and we shouldn't kid ourselves that, you know, they're just going to flop out the gate when they, um, when they kick off at regular season, we have to respect the quality that they have and the world-class icons that they have playing for them. I think realistically, but this isn't getting like, ready. Like there's got to be a little bit of nervousness going MLS, around. You know, th- and this is the other interesting talking point about it, right? The MLS regular season grind is very different from the European South American uh, larger league grind where you're, you know, running multiple different cup tournaments at the same time, because we do not have the roster size and depth and cap space allowance to be able to run two or three first line teams where the quality is relatively equal, equal because of the MLS salary cap, who the hell is behind Suarez and Busquets and, and Messi. I don't remember their names except maybe, okay, Drake calendar, but like, Oh, you know, there's a few people, but I I understand what you're saying. They, they do have, it's not like they're just those four and then a bunch of jokers. They have a good team. Now they're starting to deal with injuries as well. And when you big injuries, and when you compound that with the fact that they're, it, from an outsider's point of view, it doesn't look like they're having a proper preseason. No, they're spending all their time in, in long haul. And I mean, seriously, long haul airplanes. And yes, you can yeah. have a custom fitted, all business class, custom jet, whatever, because you've got that kind of money to splash around. That doesn't make it any less physically taxing to be on a plane for 18 hours. Correct. And then get off, on get top off that of plane that, and the travel. 15 hours later. Like, it's hard. So they're yeah, going to come your back body, from right? crazy... They're going to come back from this crazy tour and they have not really addressed the needs in training time, like off the, you know, off, forget the matches. They're not getting training camp time that they need to build those fitness levels to where they're going to be, which will probably make them more injury prone than they already have proven to been to, to be I, so, compounding and compounding and compounding one problem of compounding another. I think this oh, is boy. a side. Yeah. I think Miami's a side that's built to like win tournaments. Like I could totally see them popping off and winning CCL. Um, I could see them popping True. off and winning Open Cup again, or at least short compact. On- you can focus on that one match, get ready yep. for it. But the MLS grind, I don't the grinder that is MLS oh. and with as physical of a league as this league, and then yeah. know, North American soccer in general is just far right. more physical than what you see over in Europe. I don't know. You know, come the end of the season, you know, you know, I, I would if I was a betting person and you want to pick a place to go see Lionel Messi play this this year, I would pick a place to go before April 30th. Because I mm. don't think Messi can hold up for an entire MLS season and actually mm. show up for every single fixture that they're going to have to play this year. I think it's a really good point. I think they're also going to be dealing with what we frequently deal with of opponents giving their best yep. for us because of the um you know this the prestige of of beating a top team and yeah when you're facing the likes of Messi Suarez Busquets Alba you're going to want to um show up for yeah. that for yourself for your fans um cuz when's the next time I mean you're going to get an opportunity to win against yeah name a goalie in the league that doesn't want that Budweiser <laughs> well they they 
that's a weird thing. I don't know how these keepers feel because they all seem very happy about getting a Budweiser after being scored, but I'm sure they would all scored on. I'm sure they would all relish the opportunity. You stop a free kick from Messi, a penalty, whatever. Right. They're going to get the best when they're out of the teams that are playing, even the teams that aren't very good. They're going to go all in on them because it is what it is. And that's who those players are. And you want that opportunity. So that's another thing that they're going to have to deal with. I think anybody who was saying that they're just going to come out and run riot over this league. I think that's a bit much for me. Don't think that they're going to be nothing and struggle at the bottom. I, I don't think so. But I don't see them running away with this. It's going to be an interesting experiment because we've all seen this as kind of the gateway drug of the league. (laughs) And and, and what is it going to mean for incoming player transfers and people looking at MLS in a different way from a different level of standing in the world than it had been, you know, for the past 10, 15 years prior. So it's an interesting experiment with how. Miami is choosing to handle this and how what Miami is choosing to do actually does in fact affect the rest of the league. There are some very interesting changes that have gone on behind the scenes this season with regards to trying to make sure existing MLS fans aren't priced out of the market for continuing Mm. to be fans of teams that don't have these players on them and, and continuing to hopefully work better in ways to keep that access available. So we all kind of talk and laugh about this, but there are wider effects going on with what, you know, with, with this, with this door that Lionel Messi opened, because who's to say now that Kylian Mbappe doesn't see, Oh, Hey, I could go to North America. I could live a cushy life here, you know, quality of life in North America. Definitely, definitely a good thing. Uh, they could pay me in the form of, you know, major streaming subscription services, maybe ownership of a team. There's all sorts of creative ways to pay me what I'm worth. There's only a couple of teams in Europe that can pay me what I'm worth. Maybe it's not a thing to consider going to the biggest media consuming market on the planet in my prime. We're going to get there at some point. You know, this is kind of like everybody waiting to see how this all goes down. Ultimately, when Messi is done with his with his stint here, I think to see what the future, you know, looks like for MLS with players like that coming in. And the league also just, you know, a retirement showcase. Right. True. Um, for what it's worth, Mbappe is going to go to Real Madrid at the end of the season. Um, but players like him of that caliber, the league also has to start taking steps, and they didn't so far, right. to make that possible for teams in, in, in this league to do and to grow in that way. And they don't have a lot of time to do it. Maybe we'll see that next season. But uh, I digress. Um, hi, everyone. Um, I'm Glenn. <laughs> we got Jennifer over there. Hey. Uh, Kristen is not with us today. Um, thanks very much for, for joining us. Once again, we have led you to believe that this is not an Atlanta United podcast and it has nothing to do with MLS. It in fact, uh, is and, and does. Um, so we had another preseason match this time against our friends. Probably not. I wouldn't Uh, call them friends. No, that was definitely not friendly. There was nothing friendly about that. There was nothing friendly about this, uh, Memphis 901 match. Uh, friendly. If you want friendly, you want to go to Mason mill. Let's talk about them real quick. Um, they have been our friends for a decade plus, and they've been our supporters of this uh, this year pod for the past, uh, well, since the jump, really, in, in 2020, almost four years now, coming up on season uh, four of this thing. Uh, they are a chiropractor in town, best one in town. Give them a call at 404-321-0082 or find them on the web at masonmillchiro.com, and you can get your appointment set up with either Dr. Cohen or Dr. Farisi, and from time to time, 
Dr. Sherwood and other guests uh, pop in. But give them a call. You'll speak to usually Ashley or Rachel, and they will get you set up with your appointment. Or you can actually book an appointment uh, just on their website online. Very easy to do. So Memphis. Memphis 901 with our old friend Emerson Heinemann. Emo. Haven't seen him in a minute. And our other old friend, Stephen Glass. Glassy. Love Glassy. Glassy. Glassy did some quality work. Glassy did some quality under. He came in in a tough moment. He came in in a tough moment for this club, this club. And in a really tough period, just COVID and coach and and all that and did a good job. uh, My my all time favorite Atlanta United broadcast moments uh, were Kevin Egan going, you know, you know, doing post-game interviews with uh, Stephen Glass because, you know, just from a, Purely acoustic standpoint, uh, the both those accents back and forth were just beautiful to hear, and I, I really <laughs> just wanted Kevin to sit there and read the word three over and over again, and uh, listen to Stephen Glass tell people I, to shove things up their arse. I feel like you would love to have um, Glassy and, and Egan on a ASMR show. Yes, yes, I would. Them, just have them li- just <laughs> just. <laughs> I get tingles thinking about that. that. I get all the tingles just thinking about that. Oh, but yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting because uh, Memphis took this match really seriously. I don't think Memphis approached this uh, as like your typical oh, let's get everything going yeah. and get you know warmed up or whatever. No. The approach was very different than what we saw in Birmingham last week. Yeah, uh, and it was uh, pointed out both on uh, Soccer Down Here and in Doug's write up um, that that it's actually a really good thing. Uh, that that the team has laid out their preseason schedule the way that they did, where they're not going to play the easy matches. They are really doing what they no, can. No, they're to trying to test themselves. Yeah. They're and trying to, to get ready as opposed to just vacation around the world. Right. I don't know. And, and- to replicate the adversity that they're that they face when you travel in MLS on the road, right? So they're right. trying to give them that like that whole like away match because that's the the big fat hole we had, you know, we come home, we're fine. You know, the Benz is the Benz is the Benz, but MLS we do fairly well there. Yep. MLS is still a league where it is almost impossible to win on the road. So anything you can do to replicate road conditions, to train that, to mm-hmm. work on the muscle memory of what it's like to get up and take a forty five minute bus ride and go to the airport and you do all the do all those yeah, things, do like, all those things, and that's a so, can be. If you haven't been in this league for a minute or a domestic player of in a lower league like USL or something, something new for a lot of our, our players from South America, from Europe, mm-hmm. that experience of it being a whole day, being a whole thing. And what travel does to the mind, to the body and getting these guys used to that, I think, is is really important. And it really is very, you know, it is really different for the North American soccer experience than it is for almost anywhere else in the world where a lot of your away matches are so reasonably close by. Some of them you can even stay home for. Um, You don't have every time you're doing it away. You do not have this whole day of travel, right? Yeah, it's an entire entire day, especially if you're going West Coast. Yeah. It's a thing. It's, It's a whole thing that you have to plan for. And it's good that we're taking that into account because like, you like like you said, our road form has not been great. It was a little better last year. We did yeah. get some results. But that's how you win in this league. Take care of your business at home, which you should do. If you're not taking care of your business at home, you got bigger problems that you need to solve. You get the shield. You get top four by winning 
on the road because no one else is. Exactly. Because it is so hard to do. If you can hack that, you're going to be in a good position. Well, and interestingly, too, I think a lot of the, the the sides in MLS that we really historically struggle against are the the sides that sit back in bunker, that don't open up opportunity with the ball, that force us to yeah, play. We with, would, not that we don't want the ball, but they force us to play with it too much. We would rather play somebody who wants to play us. Right, because then everybody's going to gonna mess up. Somebody's going to find the holes and we're going to have right. moments of brilliance. And that's a whole different idea than being Red Bull or Philly. Right. <laughs> who nobody wants to watch. That's boring. I don't, it's not, I'm not saying that they haven't had success. Maybe Red Bull hasn't lately. They may come back this year, but Philly's had consistent success that can't deny that they're always fighting for it. It's just not entertaining. It's not a particular brand of soccer that I would enjoy watching week to week, even with winning and fighting for trophies and stuff. It's just, it's not that fun to watch. I want to I wanna segue that into sort of kind of one of the takes from 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 this week and uh sure. that would be And you were be... you were actually at this match it I should be was. said. I was I was only able to watch like the first 15 minutes cuz I had a Hawks game that night that I had to go work and we won again. Okay, Hawks. All of a sudden we're um playing Where's two-way ball, we're from? playing defense, we're winning four games in a row. We have another game Monday night. The Hawks might suddenly be good again. But I digress. Um We'll, we'll see on that, but you were actually there. So you wrote up all these takes and you had a kind of a in-person perspective as far as the level of play, the level of adversity that these guys were facing. And it, from what it sounded like, this was not your just kind of run of the mill, warm up friendly, try some things yeah. out like this had a bit of an edge to it. Yeah. It really, it really did. Memphis came to play, and and I think a lot of the players on the Atlanta United squad did not uh, have long memories of uh, Memphis knocking <laughs> us out in the uh, first round of the Open Cup. Memphis last year. remembered. Uh, Memphis certainly remembered. And, and look, Memphis is a very high quality USL Championship side. Let's give them, you know, it should be off. said. They spend money. They bring in top flight talent. They are transferring people in from all over. And USL Championship, in in a lot of regards, has actually worked, especially in the lower East Coast in the South. You're seeing a lot of the teams really moving some quality players in and and strengthening the quality of soccer. And, and Birmingham's made a lot of moves. Uh, the Charleston mm-hmm. Battery, who was a penalty kick away from winning the USL Championship last year, they've gotten even better. Memphis had to keep up with that. So this is Yeah, the level Memphis- is quite good. It's yeah. not just playing kids. It's not college soccer. Like, the level is quite high in USL. It really is. You know, and, and a lot of those players are able to or showcasing for – MLS contracts because you've had quite a few injuries this preseason. You have quite a few open gaping roster spots that now that the January window is closed, we can't go international to fill. So where are those players that fill gaps? Really come in from? They are coming. They're going to come up from USL championship. These yeah, guys, so they're still playing for contracts and moves. Yep. Absolutely. So there's a mm-hmm, lot of bonus mm-hmm, on those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a guy like Emerson Hindman, you know, who we know what know, know well, who absolutely yep. has. And we said that in our part one or part two of where have all the five stripes gone of we still think there's quality there. Transfer Mark still has his value at a million. If he has a big season, big half season, mm-hmm. even with USL, which he needs to have. And I'd argue there's probably no better club for him to be at right now than Memphis as far as getting playing time and playing for a good side and getting good results. Yeah, he's looking. His intention is not to stay there. 
Well, and especially with a team that has a media presence like Atlanta United does, where there's going to be a lot of coverage and discussion about preseason more so than a lot of other clubs in MLS Mm -hmm. would offer. Other teams will be watching. Yeah. They'll be logging on and watching this. You You know, it is is really a showcase for for a lot of these players and an opportunity for a lot of these players. You betcha. Um, So I think it it was really good because you were getting a really fair, replicated game day situation. And I need to shout out to the the people who take care of the pitch at uh, the Turner Sports Complex. If you've never been up to a preseason match in Athens or taken in a UGA soccer game, uh, that is a beautiful facility. The quality of the turf is magnificent. I mean, it was glowing emerald green and... One of the things I liked, I liked the best, and and actually, okay, fine, we'll do we'll do take one first. Um, okay, one of go ahead. That I I, li- I like the best was uh, you know <laughs> when you're that close to the action, um, you can really see the quality on the ball. Yeah, and, right. You know, you can see how the ball is flying through the air and then back spinning uh-huh. and dropping in a pinpoint exact location. We don't get that at the bends. We haven't had that since Bobby Dodd. We love the bends and I love yeah. being inside and not having to deal with rain delays and all that garbage. But you do miss something in terms of the intimacy. Yeah. And and, right? and you can't, yes, exactly. And so th- this was take number two on our five takes. But uh, I love the open spaces that we're finding uh, yeah. It has a lot of promise, and uh, the players on the pitch were not afraid of the big swing or the push forward, and in in particular, the quality of the long balls is noticeably better. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that, unless you're literally standing next to them, you're gonna, you know, next to these players on the grass that you're gonna that you're gonna actually see. It's not something you can see mm. from inside the bends. But that really stood out to me that like. You know, it wasn't about overall first team cohesion. There was a lot, but there were a lot of balls that were going to the right places. Um, it was just the players' fitness level wise; they're not getting there yet. Or, or you this, have, who else's fitness levels are? Are we are we there yet as fans? Oh how, God, how are we doing? No. Oh, we're man. talking about the players' fitness here. Hold on a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Call me out. Are we do it. Call me out. We... Do it. Do it. Do it. I, I own it. <laughs> call me out because I sat for almost like thirty minutes. With that. It was very embarrassed. Very we, embarrassed. We forget how fast time tends to move. We are not 2017 spring chickens anymore. Like we're getting older here, and uh, it sounded like maybe we were a bit out of shape too. And as far as keeping the chance going for for 90, standing well, for 90, which we do at this Benz, we when it's game day, we don't we don't sit. Look, we stand mad, for we stand for ninety and mad uh, props, yeah. mad props to uh to to I think it was I think it was Eddie I think it was Eddie and Josh who were on the drums and and and, and mm. copwing and there was a, there was a good contingent of people that were yelling in full voice but there was also you know and I will say part of it is for a lot of us that are supporter season regulars when you're in the supporter section you're in the middle of all this and you know this like you're spending that match actively supporting the team you have a job to do right mm. so when we get a chance to go to a preseason match a lot of times it's like ooh i'd actually like to see them play mm. um so so there was a little you know definitely some of that and but yeah man i am feeling like i am 8 years older like it's <laughs> oh it shows it shows and like 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 you don't think about it but like that's almost a decade right like that is when you're middle aged like me and you're not 20 um yeah. that's you know you start to actually notice the creaking and the crunching of bones and the Dolly Cavese going to knock me down for a whole chant and a half oh. after that I know exactly what you're talking about. Listen, I turned 40 last year and 30 days after I turned 30, I slipped a disc L5, (laughs) like getting old. I I think to, in his defense, 
I think God had a lot of great ideas, right? Animals, air, water, like, you know, soccer, all great ideas. The whole aging thing. He fucked up. (laughs) You work so hard in your younger years. You put in so much effort to build yourself a life. And then you get into your quote unquote golden years or close to it or whatever that is. And you should be enjoying that. You shouldn't be broken down and gasping for air and slipping discs. So uh, just taking a little issue with God. Sorry about that, God. Uh, but yeah, I got to call you out on that one. Uh, not but hey, not you know what? We get, out there, we get out there. We do it for love because we love this team and we love <laughs> being there and we love being a part of it. And I, and I think... You know, it it just, we just need to train better, right? We need to get out there. We need to do our stretches. We need to hydrate, you know, um, you know, if anybody gets in trouble, I always have ibuprofen with me in the supporter section. Yeah, Uh, the the supporter group mom here. I mean, she's got you covered from, from booze to ibuprofen to glitter. She will take, (laughs) Jennifer will take care of you. Promise you that. Uh, On the opposite, on the opposite end of the age spectrum though, uh, Let's go to someone uh, quite young, Cobb. Yeah. You caught your eye? You know, you know, and, and, and I actually, so, okay. Cobb had, Cobb is showing uh, like this enormous leap in overall quality. And I don't think I wrote yeah. this take in a way that maybe demonstrated that because I'm getting. No, you called mid- it, you called it f- like having flashes. I'd argue it's more than flashes. I'd argue he's as fast as the flash. He might be the fastest player on the team at there, least at times are, he's speedy there are so many things this kid is is, is doing is doing right so i'm gonna read the whole kid. tape but then i'm kid. i want i want to give some sure. context to yeah, this yeah. Because i actually sent this over while i may or may not have had multiple bloody marys it was the first match of the season <laughs> and i can't speak for how coherent all my notes were at that point. go ahead yeah over. no no I, so, I understood what you were saying when you said he had flashes. I, I I totally get what what you're saying, but we both agree he is taking that big step. He is showing more consistency. Yeah. He just so needs... I, I said Cobb had flashes. He needs yeah. more confidence on the ball. It almost feels like he doesn't want to take on the responsibility uh, if a ball goes wonky, which is going to happen. Uh, when he pushes the ball forward, he looks great. He needs to do that all the time. That's so, going to come with more playtime, with more experience. That confidence is going to grow, and I think you're going to see more of that. And and that what is what, in a very roundabout, weird way, I was trying to say is that man, this kid is going to be something really special. I like, agree. Like he, he was, he's going to be really special, and I think this goes back to me being more okay with you know Miles deciding to leave, and and I think maybe Miles deciding mm-hmm. to leave wasn't the worst thing in the because world because it gives club. him that opportunity. Then, how many times have we seen this story play out of a twos player, academy player, younger kid? taking a big step forward the next year, right? right? Because there's an opportunity, a spot opens up via um, someone being transferred out or injury or otherwise, and they take their opportunity. We've seen kids take their opportunities really well time and time again. And and, and look, he, he is not the only Academy kid that is, that is really, really progressing. And I think, yep. you know, one of the great things about preseason is we don't all get to the twos matches. We don't all get to see, you know, you don't get a mm-hmm. ton of highlight reels and things like this. Mm-hmm. So you don't always get to see what the kids are looking like, you know, until you get to moments like this where, you know, look, there's absolutely some, you know, some, some space and availability and and need for depth pieces. And, you know, having had the Academy in place for 10 years, we are, 
now, you know, we were talking earlier about the point I was going to make about like Philly and why they can stay so consistently good. Philly builds from the academy up. So these kids are, they do. are they're drinking that Philly Kool-Aid of rolling around on the pitch and playing Jim Curtain ball since they're 12 years old. Right now, whether or not you like Jim Curtain ball, there is absolutely, you know, an argument to be made for sustained long-term success. We can give Philly credit where it's due. Absolutely. And that is a hallmark of, of that club on top of the rolling around and the time wasting the first team does. They've done really good with the kids. There is a Philly style of soccer. It is established. This is how Philly is going to play with the ball. And that Philly style of soccer is ingrained from age 12 to age 37. It doesn't, that is what you do. And I think interestingly enough, you know, Garth Lagerway coming in when he did at a time where the Academy is finally starting to mature and ripen. And, you know, these, these lovely big juicy peaches of prospect players are just starting to drop off the tree now. Right. So we're able to we're able to really utilize and leverage depth in a way that is going to allow us more space financially to be able to come in and fill bigger, bigger holes. So, you know, it's a it's it's part of a whole picture. It's really great to see that come together with um, you know, with with players with players like Noah Cobb, but also with a Johnny Fortune, also with Nick Firmino, also with uh, Tyler Wolf, you know, also with uh, who Efrain Morales looked really, really good. And our mm. latest draft signing, Javier Armas, had a great day on the pitch. He had a great watch day. Out for he needs him. to learn how. Okay, he needs watch to out for, needs... watch out for Javier. Watch out for him. Someone get him a stylist. Someone get him some help. It's really. <laughs> Really not 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 that hard, you know. You know, we had a couple of hot fashion takes. Uh, yeah, what, what, number what four, we... you're you're taking issue with uh, with Hindman. Uh, well, you, you know, think it's Memphis just, you could know, use a little help. Okay, so I love. I used to. I really liked emo. I liked emo. He had the matching haircut. I'm a '90s girl. Um, you know, sure. I think you know. You know, we all had our emo phase, and like, I think he just needs to keep leaning into his My Chemical Romance. But I, I missed that little swipe of like hair in the eyes and whatever. And so now, you know, it was just, it was just not quite the emo that I know. And um, yeah, somebody let, somebody let the goalie on the pitch for Memphis with a man bun. And like, that should just be an automatic disqualification unless your name is Breck Shea. Didn't we have another, was it, was it Alec Dijon that had a man bun or no, it wasn't Dijon. It wasn't Adam John who we mixed up previous, uh, previous. No, it was part. Alec Dijon. I think it was, no, we, we had, we had Breck It might've been Dijon. It might have been just, it, it might have been, been him with the man, but yeah, it, it hasn't featured him. a lot. Yes. And, and just no, just no, there is no acceptable, <laughs> allowable circumstance to wear a man bun. And uh, we, we also think that uh, maybe, maybe for these preseason matches that uh, we should have a shirts and skins option where, you know, the, they go out with their training, with their crop tops and their, you know, little training tops on there that uh, we, we think, we, we think a lot of people would enjoy that more, um, you know, just, just, just from a fashion consultant perspective. Um, but, but yeah. And then, uh, I guess the, uh, the last take I had, if you want to get into some individual performances, I think sure. uh, Jamal. Yeah. Really good to see him finally break through because he had a lot of very close moments in the little bit of time that he was seeing, uh, on the pitch last year. And he is very strong on the ball. Mm. It's just, you know, I, I really feel like we need all of our strikers to get over that snake bit hump because it gets in their heads and it doesn't matter like whether it's a Joseph that's or striker it's a... though. Right. I mean, you need that. Yeah, goal, but we right? had like... So many strikers who just 
couldn't find that's what i mean net. yeah you yeah know? once we you went do that. yeah and so to yeah. see him yeah. not yeah. take a year to find the back of the net or to have like the wonder strike yes. that got Miguel Berry two years with the galaxy, right? <laughs> and to have that be the only thing that did for him. I want to see Jamal succeed here. I think he can, we need more depth at striker. I also we do. And it can be him. Mm-hmm. It can be him. So it's encouraging to, I know it's just preseason, but to see the ball hit the net already, that will hopefully translate to that same level of confidence when the season proper starts because that has been an issue for this club as much as not having a nagby and having a ball winning six has been an issue for this club depth at striker we have one of those now we have one of those now and he looked from what i saw in the first 15 20 that i was able to watch before i started work he looked a little rough a little lost i mean it's his first 15 20 with club but he had some good balls forward he he started to settle in, and the fact, just the fact that the club recognized the need, the lacking, that yep. when we went and solved that problem. Hopefully, they've also solved the depth of striker problem with TRA, and we don't have to reevaluate well, I, that. I, I from also, summer. I also think they they must feel, you know, if, if we don't sign anybody else, I think they feel that Firmino with his versatility up front. That's uh, also that true. Firmino He's not a nine, but he could team. do it. Yeah. He can yeah. do it. He can play wing. Shit, he can play center back if he needed to. The dude is just an athlete. Right? He's it, just a it, footballer. It seems like there's nothing that kid can do. That yeah. that kid couldn't he, do. He, like, also yeah. the 10. He can, he can even drop into like a false nine type role. He's really super versatile. He's just, he's got a little bit of everything and the willingness to go out and do it and um, have no, no issue with it. But, you I, know, his primary role wouldn't be like he's not a... No, striker. no, no, so no, no, we no. Would, I, we still yeah. need Jamal to do his thing and come good and be that, be that nine. And if not him, then to still solve that and not just rely on a, a Firmino to just fill the gap. So, so yeah, so, so I like that. Uh, Tyler Wolf was extraordinarily impressive yesterday. Mm. Uh, he was everywhere and you didn't, you, you didn't see it at all. Cause uh, he played the second half. Um, he is going to absolutely push Caleb for, for his job. Um, well, I don't think Wolf is going to drop to left back though. I don't like, know. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't I mean, know because Wolf, I think you've got, you've got, a I don't think he has that versatility. Like, like he Firmino really, does. He's an attacking he looked, midfielder. Like he I, is, I, but he looked really, really solid defensively. And I feel like Pineda likes to play his fullbacks and his wingers. It's true. I mean, and Caleb acts more as a, you know, forward and winger at, at times. So anyway. does he likes. Oh, it's true. I mean, both those guys much prefer being in the final third than in their own. Which, they which want to be involved the, in the attack. Be in the final third and be as defensively responsible as both Wiley and Brooks are. I mean, that's golden. And you're going to have, I think we're going to have a lot of really fun interchange uh, between the fullbacks and the wingers to where those two positions next season are just completely fluid. And I think Wolf is going to absolutely have something to say about having a role in the starting lineup for that specific rotation because I think his quality again he's another player that's really just made a huge enormous leap from a quality on the ball and an overall vision of where he is on the pitch and where the ball needs to go to it was really really impressive yesterday he had a great I fully expect one or both of them Caleb or Tyler to be gone at the end of this season I think their ceiling is so high 
maybe they need a little bit more development. We'll have to see how this season goes. But if they have good to better seasons, I, I don't think we're hanging on to both of them. I think clubs are going to come along the right club with the right money for at least one of them. I, I, I think it's at this point in time more likely to be Caleb, and that's only because Caleb has had more international feature and focus. It's also very likely uh, that, that Caleb is going to go play, you know, play for the Olympics. So he's going to be gone, you know, three, three weeks, a month or however long that's going to be. So also true. Um, also you, true. You know, so I, again, this is this is not a bad up his thing. stock even more. Yeah, this is this is not a bad problem to have. Like, it's great to know. But also, again, Academy kid. Uh, and funnily enough, and I, you know, I would love to hear from anybody in the audience that can think of another MLS player who has played on a team with both a father and a son, uh, because I True, found out, right? Week, yeah. Yeah. I found out this week reading, uh, reading Doug Robertson's interview with Dax McCarty, uh, that Dax McCarty actually played with Josh Wolf in DC and is now apparently very overwhelmingly feeling full of being on a team with Josh Wolf's kid here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool, kind of funny. Uh, and then my, my final thought on this whole thing, uh, if you're not already behind this man, I don't understand what is wrong with you, but Brooks Lennon for captain, the man got on the pitch and tried to mix it up with people because uh, -uh he wasn't taking any of that. And like to see just another component to the man's versatility, like just makes me so happy and want to do cartwheels. Also, I got a hug from him yesterday and it was really good to see him. And that made me really, really happy. Uh, and, and it's officially been decided. I'm having new earrings made for Brooks. I think you should. I think I you think should, should be captain. I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I think the limb is pretty strong. I think it's more of a branch. I think this is a solid branch that I'm standing on right now. Brooks should be captain. I want a captain who's involved in the play, not not goalkeeper. That's no disrespect to Brad and his leadership qualities. Right. He has them. He's a leader of this club. He always will be, even post his playing career. I think he's going to take that Parky Garza road and stay involved with this club. Maybe joins Kratz's kids. Who knows? Um, Goose's gullies. I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna be here. He's gonna be here. Absolutely. But I want somebody involved in the play who's vocal which he is who will stand up for his players but also be calm be smart that's brooks to a t yep. it could be yorgos in terms of having those qualities but i i think the captain's armband would do more for brooks than it would do for yorgos for yorgos i kind of feel like that's a weight that he has to carry and for Brooks, I think it kind of makes him weightless, like it adds to him. I don't want to add that responsibility onto our striker. He's got enough going on. You just focus on scoring goals. That's all I need out of you. I, Brooks I has wanted... been here also longer and just has that reputation, has that rapport, has that love with the fan base, knows the fan base, knows the club. Give him the armband. I, I just, you know, I, I do want to point out, though, like I have a tremendous amount of admiration and respect for Gigi taking the armband yesterday because sure. of the reasons that you said, it's not something that is typically going to be the responsibility of 
your superstar striker to take on. No, right? and it wasn't and Joseph, and it didn't yeah, need to exactly. be. Yeah, right? exactly. Joseph was kind of like the unofficial guy. Like, it was there, right. and what he said carried... He, he still, you can be a leader without the armband. People still turn, turn to him. But, he's still orchestrating and communicating and saying, hey, I want the ball over here. We need to do this. We need to do that. But talking with the ref and taking on the, the captain responsibilities... I, I, I love I love seeing Gigi. I love seeing Yakamakis take that and ask for it. Like again, I think it just goes sure. back to saying sure, sure, sure. volumes about players who want to be here and Atlanta finally being a destination club and not just a, another train stop. And that's great. That's what I want to see. I want to see players who want to be here that want to be as involved well, as that's what we're seeing with new contracts in the city. Yeah. New contracts for these players, three, four years plus. Yep. Not looking at Atlanta and this opportunity as a stepping stone to the next thing, which if you want to come here and do that, that's still fine. And we still have that avenue for you. If you're a young player, Tiago-esque or whoever, 22, 23, you want to come do a two, three-year stint to you know get to your stated goal of Europe or wherever, we have that for you, but it is really refreshing to see guys in their prime choose Atlanta on a long-term deal. That's different uh, yeah. than what we've seen in this club in the past, and I, I love it. I love all, the other aspect too, but it's it's just a nice change of direction for this club. I'm really happy for it. No. I'm happy that it seems that we just keep adding leaders to this club who could wear that. That armband, that's great. I just think Brooks is the best fit for it right now in terms of ticking pretty much every box. I don't think there's a box he doesn't tick. I couldn't actually agree with you more because if I go back and I look at the last three seasons and when Goose was injured, right? And I know we had a lot of injuries, but like Mateus Osetu, as much as I liked him as a player, he was never somebody who should have worn the armband for this club. And the fact that we would struggle to think of anybody who wasn't Goose that should have worn the armband for this club. And the people that should have worn the armband for this club didn't want to wear the armband for this club. That is not, yeah. you know, I would rather there be, okay, you know what? We have to have real hard discussions and talks about this stuff. And you guys have, you know, let the boys go in there and fight it out. Yeah. You know, let's, you know, Thunderdome this thing. I would love to see Gigi and Brooks in a Thunderdome for who wants to be captain of this club. I, I would pay all the money for that to be, to be in the locker room for that. That'd be awesome. But you see, like these are active, you know, meaningful roles that these players actually want to step up and take, which I think is not a vibe we've had here in quite some time. Not really since La Banda in 2019 that Pete, that, that DeBoer hated. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, it's, it's a different vibe right now. Uh, it really um, is that we have players wanting to step up to to, to lead this club, to be the face of this club, uh, at least um, facing outward towards the, the media and, you know, that person that is the, the voice. Yeah. The spokes, the spokes guy, you know, on, on that, on that note, I think, you know, that's going to wrap us up, but I, I do need to uh, publicly speak something to uh, yesterday's shenanigans. Uh, I, <laughs> I owe a, uh, I think I owe a massive public apology to the supporter section because I had a, uh, Changed my clear bag out, and uh, during the playoffs last season, my clear bag had an explosion of glitter inside of it. So <laughs> the, um, the 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 four hundred four kit colored scarf that I wore to complete my ensemble uh, yesterday was completely drenched and covered 
in glitter in places that even I don't normally find glitter in. So it may have been that like I shook my scarf around or so I don't remember what I did, but I know apparently there was some sort of cloud of glitter bomb that went off. It got on, um, chairs of my friends that I tried really hard to wet wipe off and, and make sure there wasn't any glitter that went home in her car with her and, uh, other uh, important people in the supporter section that uh, were, 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 you know, apparently shrouded in this glitter cloud that hung over the air for a minute or so. So if you have incidental glitter contact, I am truly sorry because it was preseason and uh, that's not necessarily what everybody did sign up for, even though, you know, you're in the supporter section and you kind of sign well, up for the glitter and the beer and whatever. But anyway, it wasn't an intentional glittering. I never glitter anybody that doesn't want to be glittered. I'm all about I consent. Think, I, I think you probably owe apologies to, to no one. I think you come with a general disclaimer. I think this is pretty well known at this point. And I'm sure everyone, I'm sure everyone is okay with it. All right. That is going to wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for going to Mason Mill. Thank you for uh, joining Atlanta United Fan TV Discord. Look for that invite in the show links. We have our MLS table 2024 prediction contest coming up where we will be sending out a Google form to everybody in the discord to predict where all these teams are going to land in the table this season, Eastern Western, and then an overall winner. And we will have some pretty dope prizes going out to the winner of the East, the West, and then an overall some signed Jersey shirts, other swag tickets, et cetera, et cetera. But to be a part of that, you do need to join the discord on fan TV and that link will be in the show notes. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. We're going to be back, actually, in a couple days with supporter group episodes. Woo-hoo! We've recorded those. We're recording a few more. Look for those to drop on the Five Aside coming up this week. And then we will be back. Is the next match, the next preseason match? Down in Tampa, is that one being? Yeah, they're going. They're going. They're is that going one being to, streamed. Yeah, they're going to Tampa. They play. Uh, they play Montreal on uh, Wednesday at four p.m. Mm. It is closed, mm. but apparently they're streaming that one. Okay. Okay. Um, so and we'll then... try and have a, an episode for that. And will Montreal sign Joseph? Ooh. Mm. Haven't announced anything yet. We've seen photos. Tom Bogert we, we've has seen, we've seen we've seen himself. we've seen photos that are not safe for work of Joseph in Montreal. But this we I haven't seen it. Is, you didn't see the picture of him with the uh, with the Montreal supporters, and they have the scarf that says uh, a very bad word, Toronto. Ah, no, I didn't see that. That's great. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, we're a little bit more subtle here. You know, we ah, use yes. the language OFYO. Uh, I guess in Canada, it's just put it all out there, and nobody cares, and we give zero f's. About Montreal what? has no love for them. I remember going to the Montreal match and joining in on the fuck you Toronto chant, which I was happy to be a part of because I have no love for Toronto either. They've <laughs> taken a lot from us. Um, I have no love for that team. So so good on them. I doubt we'll see Joseph Wednesday, even if it no. does ha- happen and Joseph medical, decides to get his so. uh, just his medical. Okay, well, they know what to expect from that medical, but we'll have to wait and see if Joseph gets his poutine on. We're not sure. But that could be interesting. I wish him nothing but the best and yeah. success there. I, I really do. I hope it works out for him. I hope he gets to be the man there and resume the the Joseph of old. And who knows? A few years from now, the door's never completely shut. Weird things happen. It could. 
It could. It's kind of I, unlikely. I, I still, you know, I could. wouldn't write it off that they sign him on a one-day contract to come out and take a bow before. You know, there's any number of things. But I think Montreal, as far as what other options could be, Montreal would be a great spot for him because he can still be the guy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love Agreed. that for him. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we'll be back next. Uh, well, actually, just in a few days, even less than a week with the five. You're gonna get episode. so sick of us with all the content so much we content coming. coming. We got so much great content coming down the pipe. So much content coming, and um, we're gonna have some video content coming too soon in a few weeks. Yeah, look for that to come. I'm I'm working on a new like I'm this I'm the salt bay but like glitter bay meme. Like I need to work on my photoshoppy skills because that needs to be a thing. Yeah, we got a little something glitter bay ish dropping. Uh, very soon by the time you're listening to this uh, you will probably already seen a little graphical update to the uh, to the pod all right y'all thank you very much for listening we'll be back in a few days till then y'all be good we will be back (laughs) cats and dogs living together mass hysteria